Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. Very warm welcome to our Sunday celebration of Mass. Today the church celebrates the 20th Sunday in Ordinary Time. As we begin our Mass, we invite the young children to go to the hall where they will celebrate the Word of God on their own. Over this Sunday and previous Sundays recently, we've been listening to chapter 6 from St. John's Gospel at Mass, which is all about the bread of life. And of course, it is a special resonance for the Eucharist itself, because in a special way we are offered this food, this nourishment by God, the very presence of himself in this sacrament. I ask you especially to remember in your prayers of today's Mass the people of Kerala, uh, the state in India which uh, many of our Indian community come from. Uh, as you probably know, it has been uh, very badly affected by the monsoon rains. 90% of the land mass itself has been covered with water. Some quarter of a million people have been displaced. So I ask you especially to remember uh, those people in your prayers of today's Mass. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary of a Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. 
Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God in the who have prepared for those who love you good things which no eye can see. Fill our hearts, we pray, with the warmth of your love, so that loving you in all things and above all things, we may attain your promises, which surpass every human desire. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever.
A reading from the book of Proverbs. Wisdom has built herself a house. She has erected herself seven pillars. She has slaughtered her beasts, prepared her wine. She has laid her table. She has dispatched her maidservants and proclaimed from the city's heights. Who is ignorant? Let him step this way. To the fool, she says, come and eat my bread. Drink the wine I have prepared. Leave your folly and you will live. Walk in the ways of perception. The word of the Lord. Taste and see how good the Lord is. Taste and see how good the Lord is. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise always on my lips. In the Lord my soul shall make its boast. The humble shall hear and be glad. Taste and see how good the Lord is. Revere the Lord, you his saints. They lack nothing, those who revere him. Strong lions suffer want and go hungry. But those who seek the Lord lack no blessing. Taste and see how good the Lord is. Come, children, and hear me, that I may teach you the fear of the Lord. Who are those who long for life and many days to enjoy their prosperity? Taste and see how good the Lord is. Then keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn aside from evil and do good. Seek and strive after peace. Taste and see how good the A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Be very careful about the sort of lives you lead, like intelligent and not like senseless people. This may be a wicked age, but your life should redeem it. And do not be thoughtless, but recognize what is the will of the Lord. Do not drug yourselves with wine. This is simply dissipation. Be filled with the Spirit. Sing the words and tunes of the psalms and hymns when you are together and go on singing and chanting to the Lord in your hearts so that always and everywhere you are giving thanks to God who is our Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord.
flesh and drinks my blood lives in me and I live in him, says the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, I am the living bread which has come down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh for the life of the world. Then the Jews started arguing with one another. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? They said. And Jesus replied, I tell you solemnly, if you do not eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will not have life within you. Anyone who does eat my flesh and drink my blood has eternal life, and I shall raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is real food, my blood is real drink. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood lives in me, and I live in them. As I, who am sent by the living Father, myself draw life from the Father, so whoever eats me will draw life from me. This is bread come down from heaven. Not like the bread our ancestors ate, for they are dead. But anyone who eats this bread will live forever. The Gospel of the Lord. I wonder if you've wondered yourself where the great event inventors are that are women in the past. I wonder if you've ever wondered yourself where the great writers or poets who were women are, where the great artists are, where the great women of history are. Very often, as you know, they are nowhere to be seen and If they are seen, they are considerably fewer in number than are men. Only now, in the times in which we live, do women seem to have an equal voice. Only now do they have the possibility, very often, of getting a proper place in society. Equal possibilities of a career, equal openness to jobs, equal rights, equal access to life, and to an independent life as well. When you think of it, this must be an enriching thing for the world when women's thoughts and their skills and their gifts are recognised in a way that perhaps they have never been before. It's like the world itself was operating half power rather than full power. The world itself, of course, must be a better place for women inventors and thinkers and painters and politicians and so on. It must be a better place that women equally steer life itself as much as men did in the past. In the past, of course, what we were working off was a different model of society and a different way of looking at things. 
very often it was a patriarchal society in which men were dominant and women's roles were restricted and very often maybe strangled in many ways as well. Although you might not think that the Bible is a place for liberation for women, the opposite in actual fact is true. In the book of the Bible, what we hear of is women who have independence, women who have courage and valour, and women also have insight into the hearts of situations and people themselves. Today at Mass, we hear of the liberating voice of the Bible in that reading at Mass, that first reading. You might recall in that reading that wisdom is described as being like a wise woman, a woman who perceives things, a woman who understands things, a woman who organises things, a woman who spreads her table before everyone so that they might know wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Very clearly then the Bible steps aside from ascribing wisdom as a quality of men and of course describes it as a quality of women. Because clearly in the society in which the Bible itself emerges, there are many wise women, women who are known to give counsel and direction and good advice as well. What better way then to describe wisdom than in terms of which people themselves would know? Wise women who occupied their society and surrounded them. The Bible itself can very often be an unpredictable book and a book which throws up things which maybe we hadn't seen before or we hadn't expected to see there. Clearly then, what we find in that first reading is a very beautiful image. For all who want to know anything, it tells us, for all who seek the truth, for all who wish to travel along a path of knowledge, who are looking to be wise, then come to this wise woman who herself sits at the gate, this wise woman in her seven-columned house, this wise woman with her table set before you to give wise words to you. This is a wise woman who perceives, understands, organises and manages things in a way that can benefit you. Wisdom there is waiting to be known by you, to be received, to be taken up by you and to be dispensed by her. Surely then this insight very often, as many of the insights in the Bible, are not to be passed by. It cannot be without significance what we are hearing in this image. Without realising it then, perhaps what we are witnessing is a burst of energy from the Bible itself that tells us of the giftedness of women themselves in the life of the world. There is another very striking thing here too that I would like you to reflect with you on as well. Wisdom itself in the Bible is very often seen as one of the qualities and one of the very things that are of the nature of God himself. And convinced then that what we are hearing also is of course a quality that is within God himself, the very nature of God. In this image of the wise woman, 
God allows himself to be known equally, of course, as a caring father, but also as a wise woman. There is, therefore, in God these two realities, a loving father, a wise woman, the he and she, the women and man aspect of God. There is in the divine, male and female. And maybe we shouldn't be surprised at all of this, because the book of Genesis tells us this, that we are created in the image of God, male and female. In this image then that we hear of in the reading of today's Mass, of this wise woman, maybe what we could celebrate then is the reality that very often is in women themselves. Women who is the teacher, women who is the doctor or the nurse, women who is the office worker, women who is that business person, women who is that manager, that comedian, that factory worker, that provider. Women in her many guises as the wise woman. Women clothed with perception, women with a prudent eye, women who manages and directs, women in whom wisdom resides. The Gospel of today's Mass, which we have also heard, reminds us of the bread of life that comes down from heaven. And what we're reminded also in this great image from the Gospel is that we are all sharers in the table. None are excluded. The bread of heaven is given to us all, not only to the male disciples, but to everyone. Everyone shares in this meal and this bread that comes down from heaven. This then is a world not for some and, and not, for, uh, for, uh, not for all. It's for everyone. This is a world in which we are all called to share in. God's glory is given to us all. And the society and the world that we are building up would be a world and a society that's off kilter if it didn't recognize the giftedness that is in women. A society that strives to share its gifts is surely a proper society. Women in their house with seven columns, her table set before us, her food in front of us. What a great image that is. She's inviting us to share in her gifts of wisdom. What an amazing image that is for the times in which we live. An image that recognises the giftedness of women who are in our midst. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, with the Father, and through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, 
who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Today we are invited to taste and see the goodness of the Lord. We are asked by him to confirm once again the signs of the times that he gives us in our life. For the people of Kerala, caught up in the monsoon floods that have brought so much destruction to their lands and homes, that the mission to rescue those who continue to be in danger will be successful and that those who are cut off will soon receive all the help they need. Lord, hear us. Lord, For the children who lost their lives in Sudan while travelling to school in a boat, for the families who grieve their loss, Lord, hear us. Lord, For all the young people in Afghanistan preparing for entry to university who have lost their life in the bombing, for consolation for their families and friends at this time. Lord, hear us. For those who lost their lives in Genoa when the bridge collapsed and for all those who were injured, for the families that are grieving at this time, Lord, hear us. For the the success of the meetings for families taking place in Dublin and for a rich harvest of blessings that will come for it for all families in the world. Lord, hear us. For the children and young people at St John's School in Gambia who will receive our help today, that the school will continue to teach the children skills that are necessary for, for them to live a full life. Lord, hear us. Lord, gracious For all who are in hospital at this time, for the strength to carry the cross of illness. Lord, hear us. Lord, For all who have died, Thomas Morris, Ursula McGuinness, and Father Granger Barnard, and all those whom we are asked to remember in prayer. Lord, hear us. Lord, Almighty God, we ask you to hear our prayers, especially for those today who suffer from natural disasters in these times. Move our hearts to help and be mindful of our neighbour who is at the gate and waits for our help and assistance. We ask this through Christ our Lord.
please join in hymn number 362 in bread we bring you Lord sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Receive our offering, O Lord, by which is brought about a glorious exchange, that by offering what you have given, we may merit to receive your very self, through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, creator of the world, source of all life. For you never forsake the works of your wisdom, but by your providence are even now at work in our midst, with mighty hand and outstretched arm. You led your people, Israel, through the desert. 
Now, as your church makes her pilgrim journey in the world, you always accompany her by the power of the Holy Spirit and lead her along the path of time to the eternal joy of your kingdom, through Christ our Lord. And so, with the angels and saints, we too sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim. And to be glorified, O God, who love the human race and who always walk with us on the journey of life. Blessed indeed is your Son, present in our midst, when we are gathered by his love, and when, as once for the disciples, so now for us, he opens the scriptures and breaks the bread. Therefore, Father, most merciful, we ask that you send forth your Holy Spirit to sanctify these gifts of bread and wine, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. On the day before he was to suffer, on the night of the Last Supper, he took bread and said the blessing, and broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, gave you thanks, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, Holy Father, as we celebrate the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Saviour, whom you led through his passion and death on the cross to the glory of the resurrection, and whom you have seated at your right hand. We proclaim the work of your love until he comes again, and we offer you the bread of life and the chalice of blessing. Look with favour on the oblation of your church, in which we show forth the paschal sacrifice of Christ that has been handed on to us. And grant that by the power of the spirit of your love, we may be counted now and until the day of eternity among the members of your Son, in whose body and blood we have communion. 
And so, having called us to your table, Lord, confirm us in unity, so that together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, with all the bishops, priests and deacons, and your entire people, as we walk your ways with faith and hope, we may strive to bring joy and trust into the world. Remember our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the peace of the Christ, and all the dead, whose faith you alone have known. Admit them to rejoice in the light of your face, and in the resurrection give them the fullness of life. And grant also to us, when our earthly pilgrimage is done, that we may come to an eternal dwelling place, and live with you forever. There, in communion with the Blessed Virgin Mary, with Joseph her spouse, with the apostles and martyrs, St. Bride, St. Andrew and St. Margaret, St. Ninian and St. Columba, and all the saints, we shall praise and exalt you through Jesus Christ, your Son. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, and graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. And now let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship. come down from heaven, and happy are those who are called to his supper. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter into my room, but only say the word to my soul shall be good.
pastures eat manna in the desert, but this is the bread come down from heaven. Eat this bread, drink this cup, come to me and Please join in hymn number 538, One Bread, One Body.
Let us pray. May chairers of Christ through these sacraments, we humbly implore your mercy, Lord, that conformed to his image on earth, we may merit also to be his co-heirs in heaven, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Can I ask you just to be seated just now? Just before you leave Mass today, I'd like you to listen to just a short presentation about a project that's happening in Africa just now uh, to give some relief and some support to uh, School for the Deaf uh, in Gambia. Uh, So it's a charity uh, run by one of the, or some parishioners in uh, one of the neighbouring parishes to us in Addingston. So I'd like you to give your full support to that as you leave Mass today. There'll be buckets there uh, for the support uh, of this charity, and if you can be as generous to that, I'd I'd really appreciate that. So I'm just going to have a wee kind of uh, presentation just now. First of all, I'd like to thank Father Morton for inviting us into the parish this weekend and for making us feel so welcome in doing that. Um, it really means a lot for us to get opportunities like this to speak at Masses. So my name's Aidan and I help run the fundraising department of um, Project Gambia, People Feeding People, which is a local charity which supports a school in West Africa. So the school that we support is called St John's School for the Deaf. It's one of the only deaf schools in the entire country and the country is one of Africa's poorest countries as well. For deaf children, life in Africa is particularly difficult with the fact that their parents often do have little knowledge on how to communicate with them and understand them, and it makes it more difficult than just being a normal kind of a child in Africa. When we first started supporting the school, the initial focus was the reading programme and giving each child in the school a hot and nutritious meal every day that they attend. That, in turn, improved their focus and concentration and also attracted them towards attending school, something that not a lot of children in Africa do. Now we're able to support the school in other ways, from the fact that in the past four years we've had enough to feed every child in the school every day that they attend. We've also been able to do things like supply hearing aids, do a partnership with the NHS, buy them new school uniforms, and also do things like school bag appeals. The charity is run entirely by volunteers, and so it is no overhead costs. All the volunteers involved pay their own expenses and therefore every penny that we get today will go directly to the school. And that's something that will be feeding back to the parish and Father Morton at a later date as well in terms of how the funds we raise helps to benefit the children. I'd like to finish with a quick story. We often get questions as to the difficulties of working in an African country which is filled with so much poverty and we feel that this story perfectly sums up the message in our mission in West Africa. The story goes that there was a little girl walking along the beach in Africa and she was throwing washed up starfish back into the sea. A man approached her laughing saying that what she was doing was foolish as she wasn't going to make a difference. She replied by picking up another starfish and throwing it back into the sea. She said that I was able to make a difference to that starfish and that's what we try and do. So any support that we receive today will make a difference to these children and that's what we're trying to do. Mother Teresa summed it up perfectly when she said that if you can't feed 100 children, then just feed one. And we are proud to say that thanks to the support from people like all of you, we're able to now feed over 300. Thanks very much. Thank thank, you for being present here, the organisers organisers of this charity. And you saw Aidan... uh, heard Aidan present uh, today. That's his first time uh, presenting, so uh, pretty amazing, wasn't it? So 
Well done, Tayden. Uh, can I ask you again just to be as generous as you can to the collection as you leave Mass today? Please stand. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Please join in our final hymn, number 131, Amazing Grace. <laughs>